Let's talk about shadow work as an antidote to the patriarchy. In Jungian psychology, the softer, more feminine side of a man is called the anima, and the harder, more masculine side of a woman is called the animus. Feminism teaches that women as a group face certain patterns to their oppression. This oppression can lead to something of a collective or a shared shadow. If the masculine animus desires to see greater expression in women, but women live in a framework of systemic oppression and can't fully express their more masculine animus qualities like assertiveness or power, then assertiveness and power will remain hidden in the collective shadow of womankind until an outlet is made available for proper expression of that power. But before the system will ever recognize female authority, females must first counteract the internalized oppression that they've been told repeatedly limits and defines them. Women must activate their sense of agency, or what has been termed their power within. And this will require creativity on part of women, given that the system has us in many double-bind situations that amount to a damned-if-you-do-and-damned-if-you-don't outcome. The virgin-whore dichotomy is a well-known example. Women are equally condemned in our society for being too sexual and for being not sexual enough, as either extreme is considered repellent to men. And of course, female sexuality in a patriarchal framework exists not for the sake of itself, but for the sake of the men in power. These kinds of double binds account for much of the reason that a woman will be vulnerable to feelings of shame, no matter the choices she makes. None of her choices will protect her from the inevitable censure she'll receive for taking up space in a male world. It's little wonder why a woman will work overtime to make herself as small as possible physically and vocally and even intellectually in a world where her opinions and her very existence have little value except when employed in the service of the capitalist male machine. If we were all doing our shadow work to incorporate more feminine anima qualities on the male side and to assert more of our masculine animus qualities on the female side, sexism could not prevail against the balancing of our minds and the dramatic recognition of our shared humanity across the gender aisle. Remember the moment that melted your heart in chapter 31 of Huck Finn, where Huck decided he'd rather go to hell than worship a god and please a religious society whose hearts were hard toward people of color? We live in a society now whose hearts remain hard toward marginalized people. And this isn't just about the predictable victims like women and girls. The fight against bigotry protects all of our children, including the little lost boys who fall through the cracks of our society's stereotypes and straight into the arms of gangs and cults and perverse online communities like the alt-right incels who remain ever ready to recruit the downtrodden and indoctrinate them with fears of threats to their dignity and their manhood. Fighting the patriarchy is in the shared interest of all of us. Because the patriarchy is that elite group comprising the upper rungs of society who grow richer and fatter with every passing day as their various monopolies crush diversity, swallow the little guy, and stamp out competition. And if you look closely, the patriarchy doesn't seem to be working even for the elites. As Andrew Gurevich points out, the moral of the failed American story is that even the so-called 1% who seem to be the only ones served by the current system themselves are not even benefited by this framework, or else the one percenters would be balanced and happy people instead of neurotic, paranoid, angry maniacs. It appears that it's not just the losers in the current system of unbridled savage capitalism who suffer all the fallout. The elites themselves are only increasingly insecure, addicted, and unfulfilled. 
Things have become as dire as George Orwell predicted so long ago after witnessing the atrocities of British imperialism in the Far East. When the white man turns tyrant, he said, it's not just everyone else's, but also his own freedom that he destroys. Our only choice now, continues Gervich, is to recognize that accumulation and greed will never win us happiness or freedom. The Hindus rightly diagnosed the consumerist psychosis thousands of years ago when they asserted that a person can never have enough of the things that they don't truly need. <laughs> 